want to make sure my face is on the re-edited version from now on. Yeah. That's my only stipulation. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Uh, it's a double whammy week uh, on Loaded Mag NUFC, and um, we have a fully loaded transfer show that is um, a, a fantastic double. Um, and I'm delighted to have our guest on tonight. But first and foremost, uh, Daz, Richie, how are you? Not too bad, Pete. All good. All good. I got my desk sorted. Just need to sort everything else out now. So step by step, I'm nearly ready for, for the transfer deadline day. Step by step. Richie, how are you? Plodding, mate, as per. <laughs> yeah. Plodding along, plodding along. Um, and we, as a channel, are plodding along. Fantastic show last night um, where we had a reaction to all that was going on uh, with, with Jao Pedro. Still not um, confirmed yet. And I'm sure we'll get on to our guest about that very, very shortly. But look, um, let's get into it. Lots to talk about in terms of Newcastle transfers. And we are delighted to welcome in uh, Graham Bailey from 90min.com. Uh, so welcome in, Graham. How are you? Great, guys. Thanks for having me back. Evening, Graham. All right, man. I'm doing so, good. Uh, we uh, really, really enjoyed uh, our chat um, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, uh, when you come and join us, uh, Graham. And I, I really appreciate you taking time today. We, we slightly changed when you were coming on. Um, and yeah, we appreciate you taking the time to be able to come and join us and talk all things uh, Newcastle United, or should I say United? Um, you you have been on the transfer uh, talk uh, referring to Newcastle as the United because we are, um, or we were, uh, then United at the highest point of the Premier League. Um, are you still referring to us as United or, or is that slightly changed? No, well, obviously, on the Talking Transfers part, I do with a few colleagues at 90 Min. Uh, we got a little bet on that I had um, Newcastle as the highest finishing United this season. I did back that up by putting Love them sixth in, in, my, in my rankings. I did have them sixth in my Premier League predictions. So, um, just a, some of those Newcastle fans who think I'm anti-Newcastle, I, I wouldn't put you sixth if I was anti-Newcastle. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I had you as a high-ranking United because my colleagues are West Ham and Manchester United fans. So, they always refer to Manchester United, but you've got to earn it. But obviously, so do Newcastle, and at the moment, it's Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It is Leeds. Hopefully, not for now. Not for too long, but for now, as Daz says. But I, I like that that you were that you're um, you're calling it out, and you're not just having United. Uh, you know, the United as seen as Manchester United it is actually that team that is is earning it. So brilliant stuff. Um, look, there's only one way, only one place to start, Zhao. Pedro. Now, look, we, uh, we we talked about this last night with some fantastic West uh, uh, Watford fans uh, from Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast that came and joined myself and Daz um, to talk about the reaction of all the news running through. I'll just again, just a really quick run through on the main man uh, at the moment, the talking point of um, our transfer business. So, as we said last night, Talksport initially announced the deal. Then we had the here we go from Fabrizio Romano saying the deal's done. Uh, Craig Hope comes down, uh, comes out and pours a little bit of cold water saying nothing's really changed. Um, then we had uh, also from Mail Sport, uh, Sammy come out and uh, say that the deal was close. Um, it, Jason Burt's come out and said um, the deal's not been agreed yet. We needed to up the bid. Um, 
And Luke Edwards has made uh, a point of saying today, now, that there has been no progress and the deal is stuck where it was 24 hours ago. Now, just recently, in the last hour or so, um, there's been um, some further confirmation from Fabrizio Romano in that actually he said on his podcast today that um, that the deal has been agreed, but they yeah. are waiting. They are just waiting for the contracts to be official um, in order to announce the deal as official. Now, that's kind of where we are at in terms of that. Uh, some people are siding with all different views and opinions on what's going on with Charles Pedro. Graham, where do you sit on this? What do you know? How do you think this is going to play out? Well, literally, I've just posted um, my story on Jao Pedro a few seconds ago, guys, so they can oh, take that in. Um, yeah, from my, from my understanding, um, from both ends, from what I'm hearing, talks are continuing. Newcastle, they've got up to 30 million. Watford, if we remember back to a few weeks ago, wanted 35. They're standing firm. From I'm being told Newcastle end that it's not a done deal yet. They don't believe it is a done deal. They are confident. You know, they're not, not confident otherwise they pulled out ages ago. There is a confidence there. Um, I wouldn't say hundred percent, but you know, I'm I'm thinking sixty seventy percent this this is likely to get done. However, as I was saying to you guys earlier, off pod, the longer this deal goes on, it does allow others to come and visit the situation. Um and in the piece I've done, um, not only Everton, but I do understand the likes of uh Forest, Leicester, Wolves, Leeds, all keeping tabs on the situation, which isn't a huge surprise, you know. Um, Pedro, he's attainable. Um, it's at a price that most Premier League clubs could afford to deal. It can be done quickly. So, yeah, keep an eye on But Newcastle, very much in poor position. I'd say 70% done from what I'm being told. Um, and Newcastle are fairly confident to get this done. Excellent. Some, uh, some positive news there for all the Newcastle United uh, fans in the chat. Um, and watching live at the moment. Now, look, uh, from, from your perspective, you mentioned the likes of Leicester, Everton, uh, Forest. There's a number of top clubs now that are keeping tabs on the Jacques Pedro situation. Do you, th- do you think it's because of the, the news and, and, and the um, kind of media presence that is generated on the back of Newcastle being interested as it made teams kind of look a little bit closer and go, actually, you don't look like a bad player. What, what do you think? Well, yeah, it, it is that, Pete. But it's obviously, you know, agents uh, work with journalists all the time. Um, I get plenty of phone calls saying, can you put this news out there? Yes, Newcastle Newcastle would want to be keeping this quiet. They wouldn't want, they want to know, but Pedro's agents, Watford, they want it out there. Why Why wouldn't they? You know, it, it's very few transfer stories going to the radar now, unless the bank club are in a very strong position. You know, if you're Pedro's agent, you're not doing your job unless you're letting people know what the situation is. You know, if he signs for Newcastle and then Everton say, oh, well, he could have given you double that wages and stuff. Yeah, you know, it's how the transfer world works in a lot of, in a lot of cases that, yeah, they have to let everyone know. And that is the situation. I think I have been told that Pedro does want to move to Tyneside. It's not unsurprising. But you know, at the same time, he's probably thinking, well, yeah, he'd probably take a move to Wolves. He'd probably take a move to Everton as well. He, he wants to be in the Premier League, doesn't he? So, um, yeah, that that's where we are on that one. That the do it is in Pedro's cause to get it out there that Newcastle are talking to him. 
that's a that's a fair point, Richie. Um, we didn't get an opportunity to get your kind of thoughts on the madness that was the last twenty four hours of all the the ups and downs with um, the the has he signed? Hasn't he? Has it been confirmed? Um, you know, wh where do you sit on this at the moment? Do you think? It's been confirmed, as Fabrizio Romano has said, in that they've shook hands and they're just waiting for official confirmation. Or are you of the mindset, like many others in the media world have mentioned, that it's not quite done yet? Graham's talked about it being 70% done from what he hear. he's heard himself. I think, and obviously we had this chat yesterday uh, in our WhatsApp chat, and I think it goes to what like the majority of us said. Fabrizio Romano has got one outstanding reputation within the journalistic side of things and breaking transfer news and stuff like that. So for him to pull his neck out and say it's done, for me, would mean it's done. Perhaps he's got a bit more of the insights. Um, we we do know he's actually you know good friends with the, the Pozzo family, obviously who um, run Watford, uh, also run uh, Udinese as well, which is a little bit of connection you might cover later on. Pete, that was something on Twitter that was very, very interesting transfer for Watford, you might bring up later on, but uh, yeah, it's for me, uh, especially with this, like, you know, this mixed sources talk sport. You, you know, you you mentioned last night, yeah, some might think it's talk sport. For me, I, I still think I, I'd still class talk sport and sky sports being very similar under the umbrella type thing. So, if you know, they announced it, and obviously, then there was you know, another bid sent from Sky today. So, I, I, still, I, I still think the deal's going to go through. I just think perhaps there's different journalists are getting drip fed different things at this moment in time. No, it's it's a really difficult situation. And look, um, I, I don't know whether you felt this, um, Graham, uh, yourself, obviously, reporting on all things sort of Newcastle, but there seems to be, and it seems to be this reoccurring theme that, you know, now they're under new ownership, now that they've got the likes of Dan Ashworth in um, at the club, that there's a lot less information coming out from the club. Are you kind of finding that on, on deals uh, with Newcastle? Um, not me personally, no. Um, I think we've all got always different sources. Newcastle are in a situation where they have three lots of owners, for instance. Um, and you know, if you're talking to one of those it, people, then you're getting information. Um, you're getting information from Eddie Howe, Steve Nixon. Newcastle, there's a lot of um, avenues into the club, I'll say that. Um, very professional still, you know, but and it, it's it, it's how different connections go with people at clubs, you know, from up high down below, you can't keep it all in one place. Yes, uh, and yes, who has the final say it is probably Danish with at the minute with Amanda, but obviously Piff in the end had the first say. So, um, and as I say, it's it's impossible to keep things come from coming out if it's if it's the players letting out as well. You know, um, and obviously we talk about about Fabrizio. Obviously, I, I don't doubt his information. A lot with other guys, because especially with a club like Newcastle and Watford as well, um, there are a lot of avenues you can talk to. So if you are talking to an official source, then you know nobody can deny that. And I think you see that a lot with Newcastle, especially in Northeast journals. Um, we don't tend to rubbish each other because you know, not that we know where it's coming from, but there's a chance it is coming from somewhere official. Yeah. And and that's more than fair. But Daz, um, uh, have you got your have you got your Brazil flag out yet um, no. to welcome in João Pedro into the into uh, to join the Samba boys? 
Not yet, but I'm thinking to get one for the, the World Cup because I'm all Brazil for the World Cup, especially <laughs> when they play when they go play you, you guys in the in the final. But um, no, you want two quick things. Just a shout out to Roy. Thanks for the donation, Roy. Uh, as Roy. always, super sticker, good man. And also thanks to Jordy Two for Life, and yes. and thanks thanks for your your, your comments. The the best show on YouTube. <laughs> nice one. Um, Quality. We've got a few questions coming in as well, but yeah, uh, I think it will, it'll probably link in with what, where you're going, Pete. Yeah, look, in your opinion, um, you know, do you think he'll make that move to Newcastle? Graham said seventy percent done. Uh, do you think are you thinking? You know, what's your mindset now? Twenty four hours on since we did our show with the, with the Watford boys. Yeah, well, I had this poster created for about a week and a half, and I was dying to get it out. So, uh, yeah, we did the show last night. Uh, yeah, I think it's a done deal. Uh, it's it's just a matter of maybe Watford looking around. And I think it's a bit of a joke about Everton. I, like, if you had a choice, Everton or Newcastle, who are you going to pick there? Um, look at the Everton on the up. Uh, it's going to take a while for Everton to get anywhere near where Newcastle are going, <laughs> if ever. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, it's it's a no-brainer, and the Brazilians there uh, already. So it, you imagine he would start in nicely. Hi. Yes, and I can speak Portuguese as well. Yes, that's right, David. <laughs> and I'm trying to trying to tempt Puketa, Lucas Puketa, to, to Newcastle, as, as is everybody else. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get on to him in a second. Um, it, what an interesting one, Graham. I, I, I throw this at you. Um, this was put out uh, on Sunday from Ryan Taylor, um, and he mentioned about Newcastle potentially negotiating a double deal with Watford not just for um, João Pedro, but also Ishmael Assar. Like, do you see that one as a realistic target for Newcastle United? I have thought about that in the summer. I haven't really heard anything from the club on that, and I do suspect that, you know, Eddie Howe knows all about Ishmael Assar. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure um, that one, you know, is is on the agenda. You know, a lot of clubs were in for Ishmael Issa and still are. Villa agreed a fee, but I think Ishmael Issa's representatives were looking at the groundwork. I think he would suit Newcastle, probably more so than Pedro, really, in my opinion. But um, I think he is on Newcastle's list, but quite far down. Uh, you know, I think they're looking at a few, a, few, a few others before him and seemingly, you know, that one, he's been available for a lot this summer um, for a certain fee and we haven't really seen Newcastle push on for him strongly and that's probably because others who potential targets are ahead of him Richie surely if we were looking at Ishmael Sar, we'd have signed him by now you know he's been available all summer effectively and, and not for a, a huge a fee I think the uh, Villa agree a fee of around 25 million for him to then it the, the deal then collapse like is that one a little bit far-fetched apparently like with, with those as a maybe double deal uh, yeah, I, I can't see it being a double deal. I think there's, you know, as we said, we've, we've got a list of players that we're working down, and he hasn't really been, you know, in the discussion. Really, it's not to say he's never been in on the list. Do you know what I mean? And being ruled out or anything like that. Um, I think you know we've looked at wide players, and you know, there's another one that it's been brought up again uh, on Twitter, or, you know, on the show, the, in the chat several times as well. Which I know it's been brought up tonight again, so we've we've started. We know that we'll see if we can get to a discussion towards the end of it. But I just see there's other other potential targets in that position. I'm not saying that, that you know, as Graham said, you know, like it, it could be something. You know, he's thought about in the summer. It could be something that happens last minute. But I, I you know I, I feel as though it's 
it's one that is further down the pecking order, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, Cheers what... to George as well oh. uh, for the donation. Thanks very much, George. Always, always supporting the channel as well. And uh, yeah, he says put it to the Lucas Pogreta Fund. Or, my Love Portuguese lessons. There we go. <laughs> Love it, George. Thank you for your contribu contributions always. Really, really do appreciate that. Um, and everyone that's contributed already tonight, it's been a fantastic, you know, um, show of support. Certainly, the last few weeks uh, with all the contributions to the channel, it does make a massive difference to us. Uh, and it's important that we do, you know, we all have our thanks to you for that because um, you do make a di massive difference to Loading Mag and UFC. Um, and interesting. Just before one, you move on, I just wanted to touch on Paul Shanks quest he's just put on because obviously <coughs> with, with Graham falling into that category, you know, he might be able to comment more on that. Just about like local journalists aren't really getting much out of the club now since Dan Ashworth's come in. There doesn't seem to be as many leaks. Would you agree with that, Graham? Because obviously you, you're a local journalist yourself. You might still have some sources. I'm not saying obviously, mm -hmm. you know, you can't reveal who they are or what where they are in the club or whatever. But have you found it hard? Is it, is it more like getting blood out of a stone now? Um, not not necessarily. No. Um, I know my own personal relationship pretty good with the club. Um, and worked with a few people there. Um. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that, you know. But I think it's the fact that we we we've known for quite a while the the plan, you know. So I don't think there's anything going to come from left field so much now. We, we um, especially towards the window, we know possibly three. We know creative midfielder, wide right striker. Um, I don't think anything's going to jump out at us. It'd be a major surprise if they came out and signed a new left back or something like that. That is my understanding, and that isn't the case. If someone did. Um, no, but I, I wouldn't necessarily say it was a full-on tap leaking everything out before. Um, it's a well-run club and, you know, sources, there's no club where you don't have sources or you try to get sources. And, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I think it's a well-run club and if you, they're very professional. You know, if you ask them something, they will tell you, you will confirm or you you can work with them. So, no, um, I don't think it's any harder. I think, I think it's actually... Uh, more pleasure. It's definitely more pleasurable to work with Newcastle at the minute. I would say that. <clears throat> mm, okay, I, I think there's. I think we've already got loads of questions already uh, in in ready uh, and locked for Graham. So uh, let's fire away before we look at one or two other transfers and a few other bits of detail. Thank you, Russell, thank for you, your Russell, yeah. forty nine um, donation. Thank you very much. Really, really appreciate that. Um, some interesting ones in there already. So. Um, that's far away. Okay, let me see, Graham. Um, I suppose yeah, there's, there's one or two questions around um, um, Miggy to, to Everton. Uh, that's uh, that's kind of a topic that's come up here. Is that something you've heard yourself, uh, Graham? Or uh, and and yeah, your your thoughts on that one. Uh, heard heard it early in the summer that obviously he was a bit unsettled. He was looking possibility for a move um wasn't any interest at the time um i don't believe unless it take a massive shift for newcastle to to be willing to let him go maybe a decent offer you know he's he's as i think he's had an indifferent start to the season obviously very good against man city but very poor in the previous two games um yeah, I don't see Newcastle reducing the squad at the minute. You know, they, they still want the. If they got the three forwards in, they might contemplate it if it was a good enough offer. But no, I don't think there's anything. I, I think it's people checking on him. Um, 
no, I, I don't see Newcastle letting Almiron out this month unless, you know, if we're going to get Paqueta, Pedro and, you know, Dieng or someone like that, if we get them three players in, possible. Never say never in this window. Yeah. yeah. Th- then there's, there's uh, two questions really around uh, Colin Wilson. Uh, and I don't know, has there been any other update on, on Colin Wilson's um, injury or, or what, why? He was, I know he was taken off as a kind of precautionary measure, but then they were sending him for scans. But there's, there's kind of the gist of the questions are uh, should we kind of be going for, uh, instead of a, a backup for Wilson or someone to, come off from the bench is should we go be going if he's if it's a long-term kind of injury or even any kind of period of time should it be going for even someone to compete with them uh and potentially take take the spot uh that's really the question uh, any thoughts on that anyone yeah yeah well I, I said guys the the number one target all summer was calvert lewin um he hasn't been mentioned recently because of his injury if he was available it wouldn't surprise me if newcastle went back in for him before the window shut um, I think I think they would ID like someone to challenge Wilson. Of course, of course you would. You know you don't want. At the moment, he turns up. If he's sixty percent fit, he's starting every game, isn't he? So I think they do need that extra backup. That's why I, I like Joao Pedro. I said he's got high ceiling. Does he have enough in him to challenge Callum Wilson? No. Um, so I think, but it's easier said than done, guys, isn't it? You know, I think Newcastle are waiting for this low market to produce something. Um, who becomes available from Chelsea? I think ideally they'd love to take Gallagher, but then again, so would half the Premier League. Uh, half the Premier League, Chelsea would be kept informed. Amanda Obroja, possibility. Christian Pulisic, a real possibility as well on loan. So, uh, and, and and let's remember they've only got this one one loan they can do from Chelsea. So, it, it's a, it's a big consideration that you you got to use this loan slot slot wisely. Um, so yeah, but back to the original question. Yeah, I, I think they should sign someone equal to him to challenge him, whether they will or not. Mm, there's still what what we've got ten days, nine days still left. So still an exciting few days left. I wouldn't rule anything out just yet. Just, Wait, just, one, one, just, one name. Sorry, sorry, Richard. Just, just linked into this. It's uh, one name that we were talked about in the last couple of weeks, and it's gone quiet now. Is uh, Ramos from Benfica? Now I just mm-hmm. checked. He, he is starting on the in the second leg of the the Champions League qualifier. And there was talk that that okay because they, they're, they're two 0 up, but uh, if, if they qualify, which they probably should because they're at home tonight, uh, that they might they may look to sell him because they'll be in the Champions League. The, the money will be guaranteed, so that might free him up. So. Have you heard anything else about about uh, uh, that name? Or because it was talked then uh, we, we were linked to him first, um, and then there was talk of Wolves again because he's Portuguese, so automatically has to go to Wolves. But uh, any any more talk, talk talk about him? It's gone quite enough for you know Southampton inquired. You know, from my understanding, it was only ever an inquiry from Newcastle and talks with the player and the agent. They like him. I think there's a few issues with him. You know, why does Roger Smith want him out? And I think a few of the English clubs are looking at that situation. Seems a little bit convenient. You know, he was meant to be Nunez's replacement in the first place. He's had a... CV isn't isn't fantastic. He's had a good start to this season. But that, yeah, does that warrant a £30 million transfer? I'm not so sure. I think Newcastle... Yeah, I, I don't see them paying 30 for him. But yeah, he's, he's a talent again. Is he going to come in and challenge Wilson? Possibly after six months, it's going to take time to settle. But um, he's definitely on the list. He, but I don't think he ever got to that point of the deal being too close. 
Okay. Sorry, Richard, you were going to come. No, it was, it was just because Graham had mentioned Chelsea again, and, and there's obviously a lot of rumours about Chelsea. Once they've brought a couple in, like possibly Aubameyang, and, and, the, and they won some Barcelona, that's going to start the domino effect for the rest of the window. Now, last week we discussed that, you know, if if we were to say to sign two players from Chelsea, one permanent and one loan, who would they be? Now, we discussed, knowing what Newcastle need, out of those four, you know, the four potential names that are you know being leaked that you know could be available. Who do you think would be the best fit for Newcastle and which way around would you do it? Which one would be permanent, which one would be the loan? Um obviously I've got Hudson Adoy in that conversation as well, who has been discussed mm-hmm. at Newcastle. You know, in the ideal you might do um I'd say uh, between the you know you want you could fill you could fill all the three spots from from Chelsea couldn't you with a Brogia, Gallagher and then Hudson Odoi Pulisic. So you know you could fill all the slots that Newcastle want to fill. I think if you could get Gallagher, you would. Superstar. Really is fantastic. And he but he does have so many of the Premier League in for him, and I suspect Better for Delvey know he may he may end up back at Palace if he was to become available on loan. I don't think he will be. I don't think he'll be made available. So then you've got maybe Brozier as a striker and then one of the wingers. I think Brozier would be the easiest to do permanently. Hudson Adoy is on huge money. He's on twice what Kieran Trippi is on at the minute. He's on huge, huge money because he got a deal but when the Bayern Munich situation went mm-hmm. cold. I think Hudson Adoy or Pulisic would be great captures for Newcastle. I think them two playing regularly would be fantastic and an upgrade. On, on St. Maximin and Almiron, no doubt about that for me. So, Brogia permanent, and then one of the other two on loan, I would say, Rich, to answer your question. No, well. just, to, just to update um, on that, there's been um, there's been some noise tonight that Everton have actually asked for Brogia, um as part of any deal for Anthony Gordon. Um, they would like him on loan. So, um, that's, the, that's something that's just come out in the last... 15 or 20 minutes. There's a lot, so. there's a lot of options for Everton. They like Gilmore, they like uh, Ross Barkley. Gallagher like, was another one as well. They, they like Trevor Chalabar. Yeah, Gallagher's not going with him. Um, <laughs> they like Chalabar as well. So there's a, again, there's a lot of options there. A lot of dominoes at Chelsea at fall. Um, and yeah, um, but although Gordon one does look likely, um, they might take. Even if even if we only take one on loan, there's certainly a few deals to be had there. Frank Lampard knows them well, so... Yeah, he will want to take one or two for sure. Let, let's uh, let, let's stick with the with the Chelsea theme right now, and let's go back to Gallagher because um, you know we, we were having an interesting chat before we started. Um, uh, you, myself, and uh, and Daz about um, the, the potential of Gallagher, and you know we always get certain players, particularly those from Chelsea, who we like that don't tend to want to come too far north, um, and it's almost as if. Um, it, it, it could well be the same for one or two. Ruben Loftus-Cheek was one that we really wanted under under Rafa Benitez. Didn't want to come too far north, ended up going to Palace. We had even before then, Tammy Abrahams, uh, Rafa really wanted as well. Um, was desperate to get him. A little bit that Ashley and, and Charlie didn't make the deal happen. Um, weren't willing to pay the fee. Uh, he ended up going to Swansea. Um, you know, could this be a similar thing with with the likes of Conor Gallagher, and that he may, you know, may want to just stay stay local and stay in London? I'm not so sure. And again, I wouldn't trust Rafa when it comes to picking strikers. Look at Tony Mitrovic at the minute, for example. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it, it, you, never, you never know with these players. I think Newcastle's an attractive city. They know all about it. I don't think, you know, Conor Gallagher's gone to West Brom in Birmingham. I don't think that would be an issue. I just think um, with him, if he does become available on loan, I would suspect he may head back to Palace where he became an England national player of the year. You know, if he did, and let's not forget, Gallagher needs to be playing now to get to the World Cup. Yeah. So I think that would play into his thinking where he can go and slot straight back into Palace where he got his England call up in the first place. So I think they have a huge, huge advantage over every other club. I'm not just talking Newcastle, talking whoever whoever else wants him. You know, the Wolves is the... Virtually every club apart from the top four want Conor Gallagher. So um, it, it'd be a huge ask for Newcastle. And I think Conor Gallagher for that midfield playmaker role, he's not top of Newcastle's list. Personally... The, the one, if we were going to get any from, from Chelsea, personally, the one that I would want is Christian Pulisic. Um, supremely talented, young. Uh, we had the conversation last week, still only 23 years old, but feels like he's been around for years and years and years uh, playing at the highest level. Um, you know, what the, there was talk that Manchester United were interested. I know you talked about that on your podcast um, uh, as well. Um, you know, what are the chances of Newcastle potentially getting that deal? Are, are we in the race for that? Or is it purely, you know, the likes of Manchester United and, and sort of like the more reputable clubs at this point in time? I think you are. A colleague of mine, Nightman Chris Smith, did a piece, actually. He's in close contact with Pulisic's camp. It wouldn't be easy. He's on a lot of money. Um, I think it'd be easier for Newcastle to do it than United because you know Chelsea would rather send him to Newcastle than Manchester United. Mm. Um, it's an interesting one, I think. Um, and again, another World Cup player who wants to be playing regularly. And I think it's an, an interesting prospect. I, for me, I think Hudson Odoi would be the one I went for because I think again his ceiling is just so much higher. Um, he's a you know his his trajectory now. He should be one of England's top players. He should be starting for England. Every single game, if you think about that, from that Bayern Munich um, interest and where he was, and it just hasn't happened for him. But yeah, um, but I definitely think you know if if Newcastle can get one one of these players in on loan from Chelsea, that does open up the avenue, opens up the funds as well um, to get these other two deals done prospectively. So um, yeah, keep an eye on them. Hudson Odoi is an interesting one. I don't think he's limited to just staying down south either. But you know, it's one. Um, Newcastle are working on um, and they've, t- they've spoken to Chelsea at length about a number of players so we'll have to see um, how that how that one progresses but yeah um, I think Chelsea as you say when they get Aubameyang done Anthony Gordon we think will be done soon as well Fafana will be done and once they get those done I think it'll make life easier for Newcastle and the other teams who want these long players out Interesting um, That's a any more any more questions in yeah, the chat? I, I have questions in for those that are listening right now. Get your questions in for Graham uh, and and uh, and for the rest of us. Stick your questions in. <clears throat> fire those questions to Graham. Uh, I can see one or two already popping in right now. Exactly. You know, there's there's three here connected, and I keep them together, and they're all about Diaby. So Neil uh, Diaby now unhappy at Leverkusen. Any chance we'll go back in for him? Uh, Jordy two for life. Jordy two for life. Diaby now wants to move. Are we still interested in signing them? Maybe it's because the team are bottom of the league. And for Simon uh, Diaby doing a U-turn uh, is interested in moving now as Leverkusen have lost the first three games and are also out of the cup already this season. So. Is that when you could see uh, moving? Even if, 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 if he's available, um, 
then clearly Newcastle will be interested. He's a player that Newcastle love, and right, rightfully so. For me, one of the under-the-radar star players in Europe. This boy is special. He really is. And we know Newcastle tried to get him early in the summer. Leverkusen stood firm. Um, I know a scout who watched him against Dortmund in that defeat. Uh, he messaged me saying, boy, the boy Diaby was unreal. He was the best player on the pitch by a million miles. Really special talent. You know, you but, but his price tag, yeah, at this point, I think if Newcastle were going to get Diaby, I think it was a bit early in the window when they tried, when he was a bit under the radar, people weren't aware. And the player does have an interest in coming to Newcastle. You know, Newcastle weren't going into this blind. blind. They knew there was an interest in the player to come to Tyneside. Um, similar to Ekiteki, um, who did have an interest at times. <laughs> Obviously, that went by the wayside, but there was an interest there. And there was a small window to get that done. And obviously they missed it and it didn't happen. Diaby, I think the window to get him was probably a bit early in the window. But as I said, guys, you never know. Newcastle will, if he has changed his stance, and it wasn't Diaby turning down Newcastle before, it was between the clubs. It was a fee, you know. He had to come out and say he's happy. Players have to come out and say a lot of things. Mm. You know, look at the young situation at Barcelona at the minute. He's not coming out slagging off Barcelona when he has every, every right in the world to do so. He's not doing it. He's saying professional. So I think if there's a if there's a chink in Bayer Leverkusen's armour, Newcastle will be interested. It'll be interesting to see how that one develops. I haven't had any indication yet that Leverkusen are willing to do so. Hmm. Okay. Dad, just, before you, just before you go on, because um, I think it's a really interesting point that you, you with the question that you asked us about um, Musa Diaby, and it kind of brings in with, with the likes of you know James Madison as well, because you know we've talked about James Madison before, and he's a player that we've had two bids rejected for um, from Leicester City, and and Graham, look, you've already talked about tonight with regards to your. Um, uh, you know, your understanding of Leicester's situation with some of those players. We talked about your Tillemans as well, um, who was linked with Newcastle in the summer earlier on. The question I've got for you is that in that discussion that we had earlier on with Miguel Almiron, and you mentioned that you don't think that he'll leave the club, could that be that Miguel Almiron leaves the club to ensure that maybe we then have the additional funds to go out and get someone like a Moussa Diabe or a James Madison before the end of the window. Uh, yeah, if, if if you could get a Madison or Diaby with Malmion going the other way, I'm sure quite a few fans would give him a piggyback to the airport. But, um, <laughs> it, it's an interesting one. Madison, again, is down to the fee. I don't think it's because Newcastle couldn't afford it, but they are sticking to their to their principles and the you know they don't want to even flirt with FFP too much. They don't want to give the Premier League an excuse to come down on them, which again is is not fair. But that's just they know the Premier League are keeping a very close eye on them. And Madison, you know, I Newcastle did go in for him. I believe that that was Madison. How much interest did he have in coming to Newcastle? I'm I'm not 100 that he was committed. Um, to that move, I think he was looking for a deal. I think he w- he's one player I think who would rather move down south to London, um, if I'm being honest. And yeah, he's a wonderful player and he would fit into this midfield, as we know. But I st- again, a player we haven't talked about yet. Um, I think still think Lucas Paquette would be a better fit. Mm, interesting. Um, right, we'll, maybe we'll move to another question. And um, Lincoln, yeah, uh, there's two here linked. Uh, well, first, I'll go one that's 
his left foot. Manu Kone, uh, who was uh, linked, um, one of the links there this week as well. Uh, young player, uh, I think he's French, or he's du- dual citizenship. But uh, yeah, that's him there. Uh, he, he reminds me of Trebo West when I saw him first. Just, just uh, that was the that was the the, the, the hairstyle of Trebo West back in the day. His special someone, hair. Yes, yeah, someone who I wanted to come to Newcastle at one stage. I think it was on a free transfer, or maybe that was his football manager. But yeah, any any thoughts on him? Uh, uh, anyone? Anyone wanted about him? Um, I must admit, he hasn't come on my radar. I must admit. Um, you know, Newcastle scout to scouring scouring Europe. Um, I think he was linked in, in in the keep. So there's probably something in there somewhere. You know, about scouts watching him and, and Newcastle scout network. He's doing a good job at the moment. So it wouldn't surprise me if they have watched him. Clearly. Okay. Yeah, Manu Kone is an interesting one because he hasn't. You know, he's obviously he came from Toulouse uh, to Munchen Glad Black. He's he's had a good. Uh, period of time, I think he was on loan last season at Toulouse uh, and and played really really well. Um, in my opinion, um, and I don't know what you guys think about this. You know, we, we we've talked about this defensive midfielder um, and needing that in order to unleash the likes of Joe Linton and Bruno Gamares. Now, for me, uh, in my opinion, I think that he could be that guy. He could be that guy to to break up yeah. play. Um, his pressures, his ability to win the ball um, uh, in tight areas, and his ability on the ball is really, really good. Um, he's still young. Uh, he's still kind of untried, maybe at the higher uh, at a higher level, um, and playing regularly at the higher level. And where I think we'll see this season whether he's up to task at Munching Gladbach, but. Um, Personally, I don't see the deal happening, but I see that he could be the type of player that we should be looking at to boost our midfield. Um, I don't know, Daz, Richie, I don't know if you kind of want to um, add to that. Yeah. Yeah, I, went, and, and I knew nothing about him until I saw watched a YouTube clip or two of him. And yeah, he, he's a little battler there in in the mid, the middle of the park. And yeah, you're right, Pete. He, he him coming in would would unleash uh, Bruno. Uh, Bruno can't can't go too far forward these days with with Shelby out. Uh, so he's, he's he's great at breaking up play in, in the, the little clips I saw. So uh, yeah, and I think he's like only on twenty or something like that. He's, he's very young anyway. So. Yeah, why not? If 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 uh, Eddie Howe and Dan Ashford think he's, he's good enough, bring him in. The price is right, of course. Yeah, I think with Corner Pete is, uh, you know, he's he's a different sort of player. What we've been looking for so far, but I think that they it, this is due to the flexibility of what Bruno can bring around midfield, which we've talked about a few times because he can play a lot of different roles in that midfield. It opens the option to different targets. You know, obviously, the, the one that they've talked about a lot is getting more of the advanced, creative um, centre midfield, you know, the, the, the Madison's Paquettes and stuff like that. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, we can't go for someone like Coley who can do, do the sit and breaking up role and then move Bruno forward like he was was towards the end of last season because you look, you look at his goal return at the end of last season and the his creativeness he had towards the end of the season, he was phenomenal. He proved that he can do it as well. So I think the reason why we're starting to get linked with people like like Liam, like Coney, is because of that flexibility with Bruno. I think if Bruno, if they were dead set on Bruno playing that holding role and then, you know, in front of the back four, you would probably see a lot more of the creative 
forward, you know, attacking sort of players, you know, when the first, when the window first opened. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. Um, I think he's one of those players uh, that we do need to keep an eye on um, because I think that he is the type of player that we will uh, eventually, whether it's this summer, January, or moving forward, that 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 we will look to sign in. And look, I'll just add in another player whilst we're here. Um, um, you know, another player uh, that was linked uh, to us as well, and and there was a link here um, in terms of Edson Alvarez. That apparently there was a there was a proposal turned down uh, from Ajax from Newcastle United um, for um, Edson Alvarez. Um, you know, good player, uh, Mexican international. Um, at Ajax, they, they they seem to be on a bit of a fire sale at the moment with yeah. with a number of players on their Absolutely. way out. There's and uh, I, I know obviously on the on the on the podcast, Graham, you talked about uh, in you and the, the panel talked about the, the likes of Anthony potentially going to Manchester United. Do you see this one go going through with, with so many players already leaving the club as it stands? Yeah, yeah, it's probably the most um, expensive Ajax team ever assembled. The amount of players per year yeah. went this week. I think it's about seven or eight or even more of them gone. Remarkable um, money that they brought in. Uh, yeah, I do know that there is Premier League interest in this guy. They like him. He's, um, he's a class performer. I think Eddie is working out what to do with Bruno. You know, I, I tip Bruno to make the PFA team of the year. I think he's got everything in him this season to be the um the best one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. I like him where he is now. I like him in this in this this is a role that De Jong might play at United where he picks up the ball from the back. He can play it go anywhere he wants. And that's why I think you're seeing more of the links with the Paquettas and the Madisons for him to find in that last third. I don't think Bruno's um, needs to be in the last third. I think he needs to be in the middle of the park. He's, he reminds, you know, Bruno reminds me a lot of Vieira, you know, and Petit. Box to box, to, can do anything, can do everything. But I think Newcastle in midfield, if anything, are missing that 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 spark, which Joe Linton and Bruno have got in them. But I think they are playing that so well, they're covering every aspect of that midfield. I think they're missing that spark. And for me, I think they'd be better off with um, a, more, a more of a creative player. You know, you've got you've got Shelby coming back, you've got Longstaff in there. Um, I don't think that at the moment a defensive midfielder is is the ideal for Newcastle. If they are to progress, you know, if they are to progress and break these teams down, I think they do need that, you know, that little Coutinho-type player in the midfield, which, again, Paquetta-type Madison, as we said. Um, interesting. I have a few more questions. First of all, I want to give a shout out to uh, Tampa Toon. Thanks for the donation. Wow. And uh, <coughs> thanks for, for loving the channel as well. Yeah. And the yeah, content Tampa Toon. Um, not, not seen more for a while. Uh, great to have you you're back in the in the um, in the chat. Um, hope you hopefully you're enjoying the show and um, hope to see you again soon. But thank you for your donation. Uh, get your questions in as well, uh, Tampa Toon. Uh, you've come up with some absolute belters in the past, so um, feel free to throw a question to, to Graham. 
Yeah, we've got one here that was two linked together, uh, and it's about uh, if we're willing to let Miggy go, maybe it means we have Harrison lined up, and the other one is, do you think we'll try and get Harrison? Uh, we, we have been trying to get him. Uh, Eddie seems to like him. Uh, maybe there's that's uh, all right, there's a bit of a merry-go-round there with, with a few transfers, and I think that'll be the, the same for a lot of transfers as we get into that last nine days. But uh, your thoughts, Graham, on, on uh, Harrison to Newcastle? Yeah, Newcastle want him when there was interest there. I don't think they'll be able to get him out. You know, Radrizani was quite clear. And I think Leeds' good start to season won't, won't have helped Newcastle's quest to get him. You know, they've yeah. seen what he's done. Um, no, and Dan James is being linked as well. I don't see it. Um, they like to play with wingers. Siniestra, the ex-final players, come in, but he's a bit injury-prone. Um, James and uh, Harrison are crucial to Leeds. Um, they need a striker. I, I don't see Harrison leaving unless Newcastle... You know, get to a 40 50, that sort of region. He's not going. Do you think he's worth that 40 50? As we said, I, th- I think Harrison's a very interesting player. I think you are guaranteed a seven, eight every week. You're not going to see many nine out of ten, ten out of ten displays, but I think he, he supplies. I think he's a lot more consistent than a Sam Maximum and Almiron. I think, you know, he tracks down that left hand side, he offers a lot. Um, he'll get you double figures every year. Yeah, you know, he's not going to be a Lauren Robert Ginola type player, but he will deliver consistently every week. And you can see why he's an Eddie Howe type player. He, he'd hold down that left hand side with target for the next five years. So I can completely see why he likes him. Um, I like him as well. And yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's a really interesting him him with someone like a Sam Maxman on the side be a great be a great lineup, and I can I can see why Eddie likes him, but it's going to be really really tough to get him out. Boys, what what do you think about the, the Harrison link? We, we, we look, Richard, I'll come to you. Were you surprised that the second bid went in and, and was rejected after we you know weeks ago talked about that initial bid coming in? Do you see him as a viable option? Um, for Newcastle, um, you know whether we sign him or not. Are you, are, what are your thoughts on him being that type of player that, that Eddie Howe's looking at? I can see. You know, I agree with what with Graham said. He's you know he's he's an Eddie Howe player type of player. Um, he, he knows what he gets. Um, my only concern is that and this is the thing I don't get about the bid. With the you know the apparent need is what we've said is you know Newcastle shot shut the window quite well. You know, going back to January and obviously now as well. You know, as Graham said, he's a left-sided midfielder, and I think for me the apparent need that we've got, as long as we can get ESM, you know, being a bit more consistent and having a few more games like he did on Sunday, it's the right where we need the extra quality, in my opinion, because you know I think Miggy would be a fantastic backup, you know, going forward. You know, we, we saw when he came off the other day, we brought Murphy on and Murphy didn't bring anything to the game at all whatsoever. You know, I, I believe that Fraser probably would have brought more and hadn't, you know, he hadn't got that groin uh, strain in the warm-up. Um, I do think he's got more of a future at the club than Murphy, but there's not that quality that they want going forward. So that might, might the link towards Harrison, I don't think he's worth the, 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 the price that like, Leeds are wanting, but I'm also... Shocked at the, the fact that he's coming to the discussion when the left side of, of the attack isn't the apparent need. Yeah, yeah. I've, I said 
for for a while now. That, that's been my only question mark about the Harrison link, not because of the uh, the ability of the player, but the fact that he can only play down the left uh, when we clearly need a right sided uh, attacking midfielder. So it, 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 unless we're training up. Harrison to play on the right-hand side. Uh, I think he could be deadly in that role where, where he, if he learns to play on the right-hand side, but it, it, it's an, it's an I, th- I think you'd more likely see Sam Maximum switching to the right, if anything. To be yeah. Har- Harrison's completely all, all, all one side, and I think Sam Maximum could do that. He likes skipping on both feet, so I think that's a possibility. To be fair, we did, we did actually discuss that last week, didn't we, Pete, about you know, possibly when they discussed Jack Harrison a few weeks ago, we said about possibly ESM play on the right. However, the, the one thing about that is it takes away the effect he had against Man City on Sunday, where you know he does like to get down line, but obviously he still has to cut back. But if you look at those driving runs that he had, he tormented you know Walker, Stones, Diaz, cutting inside as well, and they were forced to foul. So you that's know, he, one. That's one game, Richie. Look, I was at the Forest game. He was appalling. Look at no, the, well, I was. I was at the Forest game yeah, as well. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah. And, I was. And I was great as well so infuriated with his lack of his lack of work ethic and actually the man city game made me even more angry because you know it, it is in there you can do it so you need to do it against brighton and forest not just man city when you know you're being watched do you know what i i think all newcastle fans will probably agree with you on that game you know with we've all we all know how good and what mm. a talent you know esm is it's more about the consistency the output mm. and to be fair to both Himself and Kieran Trippier in the interviews after the game, they both said that Trippier's been mentor- mentoring him and tried to say, "Look, you can do this. You want to go to the World Cup, and you know you said top up with and Ballon d'Ors. Get this consistency right every single week, and it's something that you know World Cup first Ballon d'Ors is obviously you talked probably years before that, but the World Cup is a real possibility if you can deliver on a week to week basis." That would be amazing if he got into the world at the World Cup with the French World Cup. You'd probably want another tattoo of him as well, wouldn't you, Dad? At this stage, you know, I, I'd, 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 be, I'd be flabbergasted. I think I'd better wear a Newcastle shirt. I'd better wear a Newcastle shirt on the show if he made the World Cup squad for fans. <laughs> oh, he's he's done. Done first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Careful, look, careful. Look, so we're going to have a Joe Linton tattoo. Look at that French squad. Look at that French squad. We're going to have a Joe Linton tattoo with from Daz. Uh, who is made a bet that if Joe Linton makes the World Cup did and I, they win the World Cup, Brazil, did I really? he's going to have a tattoo. Don't stop <laughs> well, actually, to be fair, Daz, it originally started off being Newcastle's player of the season, which he won. That's what yeah, the no, bet started with. Then, then he had the World Cup up. squad to it. And then you said he had to win the World Cup. Then you said he had to be top goal. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah, we allowed Mark, you the first Mark, chain, including the World Cup squad. <laughs> so we'll just we'll let you off with the extra one, but you can't change any more goalposts. We're getting off topic, but Martin made the bet for me at the start. So then I said, well, if I'm going to be involved in this bet, I'm going to add my own clauses to it. Yeah, but you, so, you only added the World Cup clause. <laughs> that was no, I added, you I added, added five clauses. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> Graham will be back with, 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 uh, with uh, Newcastle jersey on before I have that tattoo, yeah. I think. Um, but anyway, uh, I yeah, think there's more chance about... going, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, up, 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 by the way, Dan, Dan Byrne, what, what performance he put in on, on the weekend, yeah. by the way, it's phenomenal. It's, it's Although I did feel a bit sorry for Sven Botman, come and play your first game in Mark Erling Haaland. I think that was a little bit unfortunate. He'll <laughs> <laughs> have a lot easier games over the course of the season. Yeah, he will, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's get back to players here. We're going to th- we're just throwing loads of names at you, Graham, and, and hoping that you, there's something sticks. Uh 
Alexander Isaac. Are we having him? Will we get him in the back of the jersey? If, if he could, he'd be phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I, again, he's a player who really likes players of staff like. He was too expensive in the summer. But Sociedad aren't dropping their asking price. You know, he. I think along with Calvert Lewin, he'd be the ideal. Really, him, him and Calvert Lewin, um, getting one of those two um, would be perfect solution. I think Isaac's. A, it's, it's a tough call. He's expensive. He really is. But he's the sort of player like a Calvert Lewin who I think they should be bringing in to challenge Wilson. I really do. And that's because, as we know, Wilson's good enough. But if you get 20 games out of Callum Wilson, you're going to be happy. Um, another question, right? And it's about three questions together. I'm going to combine them because um, do you think uh, between now and the end of the, the window that we're we're going to end up, or hof- hopefully we, we'll end up with players we've been linked to or will it be someone totally off the radar that we haven't talked about at all? So like, uh, Tim is asking about a big surprise signing that's gone under the radar of the media. Uh um, there's talk about Paqueta there as well. We, we've all talked about Paqueta, so that that wouldn't be it would be a surprise, but not not under the radar. And then uh, and then the, the, this one links into about um, uh, do you think the owners are playing a game of brinksmanship and ready to do the deals on on uh, deadline day at the right at the right price? So they kind of link them all together. Yeah. Um, in terms of surprise deal. Um... I hope not, unless I'm hearing about it first. Obviously, they've been offered a lot of players. People know what they want. A lot of deals going. I, I wouldn't rule it out. You know, this window, everyone's... There's a lot of players out there. Um, and, and we're not... We're not you know, Newcastle will have inquired about, you know, 20, 30 players. It's a fact. That's what clubs do, you know. You don't just inquire about one one to, to half a dozen players and hope to make half a dozen signings. That's not how it works. Um, and we know that. Um, in terms of um, Paqueta, um, yeah, it's 100% genuine. In terms of the fans um, thinking it's fan-driven, um it's simply not not the case. Yeah, Newcastle like Paqueta. They've held talks. I think you can get him to a certain extent. Um, and yeah, they they do like him. And you know, he's a top quality performer. Why wouldn't they? And he's in a position to like. Um, you know, he's got recommendations, obviously from from uh, Bruno coming out their ears. And people who did the Bruno deal are involved in Paqueta as well. So you know, it, it is doable. It really it, it is. And um, we have to keep an eye on him. That's that that's still one that is is bubbling away, and in terms of the in terms of the owners' brinksmanship, yeah, they've they've got a set they've got a set um, fund, you know. As as I mentioned, the FFP thing is real, mm-hmm. and and I've said this before, you know, Premier League are keeping a close eye on Newcastle, is that right? No, of course it isn't. You know, they they've allowed City, Chelsea. I'm not saying getting away with murder, but cutting down, clamping down the sponsorship deals, it's not right. Um, and, and unfold, but Newcastle have been sensible. They're not going to give them a chance to come down on them, you know. And Newcastle are a team who do have Champions League aspirations within the next couple of years, so they are doing it the right way. And and that's something they are looking at, you know. And um, so no, it's not brinksmanship. It's just it's just good business to a certain extent, yeah. And that can be frustrating for 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 teams, you know. Why why don't we just pay the extra fifteen million for Diaby? Why don't we do? It? And yeah, if we're playing football manager, we do that. But unfortunately, mm. in real life, it is—it just isn't possible sometimes. Yeah. 
Is that is that the truth, Graham? That question has just come up from Paul Shanks. Or are you, uh, <laughs> I'm a limited agent. <laughs> I, I wish I was. You know, yeah, I'd be. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind the two and a half one percent off of his career career earnings. That's for sure. I, you know, Calvert Lewin is a, is an outstanding player. I don't understand the. It's not from a team who've got Chris Wood on the playing staff. How can anyone have a go at Calvin <laughs> Lewin? I mean, I don't, I don't understand this. You yeah, know? We'll swap. You've, we'll definitely swap. Seen, you know, you've seen some <laughs> under under Rafi. You've seen your fair share of brutal strikers around, and Calvin Lewin is is in England. Ashes. He's and he would fit. I think I, I know why Eddie likes him. He, he would fit the system perfectly. Mm-hmm. If Wilson isn't playing, Calvin Lewin comes in. I think I think that's a, it's easy to see why Eddie would want Calvin Lewin. Who, who sits on the bench though? In your opinion, and, and, and but before you answer that, mm-hmm. uh, another question. You know, at this stage, because a few weeks ago we asked you, me and Martin asked you the question about how much do you think he would command. Do you think after his recent injury, which raises more questions about him being fit, you know, on a regular basis, a little bit like Callum Wilson, you know, how much would you uh, w- would you value him? Well, yeah, and I said that that's the whole point of having someone in Newcastle getting to this point now where, and, and it's how I view you, you're not a mid table Premier League team anymore. You know, that's why I know a lot of people think I'm, I'm overly harsh on Alan Maximan and, and Almiron. If you want to be a top six team, they're not top six players, in my opinion. And neither is Chris Wood. And that's why you got to enhance it's all about the squad now, you know. You've got to really improve this squad. Um, you know, our, my, you know, the squad, you've got Longstaff and Dummett still in there. You know, there's a long way to go here. But Calvert-Lewin, England national. And unfortunately, the thing with these English strikers is the market is so high. We've seen Aston Villa pay, what did they pay, 35, 40 million for Ollie Watkins from Brentford whilst he was still a championship player. The striker market in England is so, you know, too high. It really is, you know. It's it, it, talk about inflation. This striker market, and it, for English players in general, the the local. That's why we see teams shopping abroad so much. It, it it's so, so inflated this market in England. But yeah, um, Calvert Lewin. I think the injuries means it's still unlikely, but it wouldn't surprise me to see his name come up again. Um, and you know, if Eddie Howe really likes the player, I don't think that's a bad sign for Newcastle. He hasn't gone wrong so far with many. Um, but I do. I, I think that's the sort of signing an Isaac Calvert Lewin, rather than someone like an unknown quantity like a Ramos. I would want someone a proven international striker who can really push Callum Wilson. Make, make Callum Wilson worry about his starting shirt without about injury concerns. You know, you need to push these players. Maybe in January. You never know because. Uh... Calvert, if Calvert Lewin comes to Newcastle, we have Pete Graves bringing him on the show. If ASM goes to the World Cup with France, you'll be on with your Newcastle jersey. And if Brazil win the World Cup, Joe Linton uh, is player of the tournament and is in the squad, first of all, then uh, I'll have a tattoo of Joe Linton. So that'll be some show for people. So mm-hmm. That's coming up in January. Stay tuned. Not having it, Daz. Not having it. <laughs> Not having it. Apparently, apparently, Rich, there's video evidence of this. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. There's a video of it. Martin dug it up. Uh, <laughs> edited. It didn't, it didn't get well, very... No, no, not edited at all. <laughs> and, and Clips. Clips. We, might, we might have to put it... Daz might have to put it as a short. Yeah, yeah. yeah. go for it. Go for it. Uh, <laughs> I can delete it in a second. Uh, <laughs> Change the password, mate. <laughs> I'll hack it. Um... <laughs> Uh, do we have another question? That's my, that's my job, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> <job>. <laughs> that's what we do with Mojo. 
Uh, one from Fumby. We we better get let get Fumby ask his question to you, Pete. How much would you it would take for you to let uh, Miggy go? Uh, um, for me, um, and I, there were some people on social media today saying, oh, "I've got fifteen million for my taking." I wouldn't take any less than twenty million, in my opinion, because if you if you've got someone like Everton that have just got. Um, it just got the what 60 million, 60 million, yeah, potentially, potentially for, for, for um, Anthony Gordon. Uh, I'd be saying 20 million. Why not? There's so many clubs that take advantage of those teams that have a whole load of money available to them, like they tried to do with us in January. Why not give it back? Why not give it back and say, hold on a second, if you're trying to take advantage of us, we'll take advantage of you. 20 million for Amiron and getting towards the end of deadline day are people going to the likelihood is we've seen it before with Everton they panic they pay over the odds they may well do I'm not saying that Amiron's worth 20 million um, but what I'll say is is that are they likely to accept the deal uh, if they're trying to get players uh, through the door ASAP they may well pay it. And if they do, and this goes back to the point that I mentioned to Graham before um, uh, during the show, is that if Everton are in a position to pay 20 million for Miguel Miron and we let him go, can that 20 million go to an even better player that we can go there with a lot more money and go, right, we want the player. And we put that team under pressure to take their player off them. And that's why I would say that type of price. I don't know what you guys think. That's fair, fair enough, people. I had a laugh at Jordan's tweet uh, where if, if Everton meets uh, his 60 million release clause, they can have him. That was a brilliant tweet. I love that. But uh, Jordan, is that, is that 60 pound release clause? <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you know what? Go from then. I think I think I'll be run. You know, we've as I said to you guys before the show, we've got a guy called Isaiah Jones who. Almiron can't even strap his boots. I'll be Almiron is a <clears> is a, at the best is a good championship player. He's he offers nothing. What's he got? Five, um, what three assists since he joined Newcastle? He's yeah. you you guys. You got to think of yourselves. I'll say this to you now. I'll say this to you now. Think of yourselves as the top six teams. Almiron shouldn't even be on your bench. He's so that, bang, that, bang average. That's fair enough for a top six team. But I was I was like you, Graham. I was getting rid of him. I wanted him out can imagine, the door. Can you imagine but, Bruno in training, turning up and watching him play? It must be what <laughs> you, you've. I think you guys have got one of the biggest gaps now in, in talent between your worst player and your best player. I don't think there's a team in the Premier League with a bigger talent gap than Newcastle United. I would agree with. You. I, I, I think that's a, I think that's, I think that's a fair point. But you got to remember, Graham, as well, and you know it more than anybody, is that. You know, we, we've not even been taken over a year. We've only had two transfers. Oh, yeah, they didn't. They didn't. The I, don't know. I, I would have signed Almiron in the first place. But yeah, that, and, and that's not, to be fair to Almiron, though, what I will give him, which what ASM doesn't do, you know, Almiron, you don't come off a pitch, he comes off a pitch knowing he's put 100% in, which is all you can ask of some players. And I guess, not contradict myself, but if you could combine them two as a player, there'd be mm. that'd be the idea, wouldn't it? Where you've got one with all the talent in the world and doesn't show it, and you've got one who is limited talent wise but puts all the effort in, in the world. So I can, I can, I can see it from both sides why you fall in love with someone like on some maximum, but he's so infuriating. And and Almiron, yeah, and I say it's a slow, it's a slow burner, isn't it? And we're seeing that from Miss Newcastle owners now. You can't, you can't get rid of everyone at one, and even why we're seeing Longstaff stay, we're seeing Dummett stay. 
it is a work in progress. And um, I said, and, I, and even I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell on me one this month. I, w- I would keep him because you know it's a long hard season. Even if you got this other wide man, I, I would still keep him, keep him around till till the January when when the MLS is up and there's your perfect market for him. Yeah, just I was going to finish what I was going to say on Miggy. That I, I was like you, uh, I, I wanted to get rid of him, but that was the, for the last last five games into the end of last season. Then he just turned it around. It's like he was listening to the show and said, "Right, I'm going to show them." And he turned around and he, he upped his upped his game. And uh, then then he he, he, he started okay. Like uh, the, the City, he played well, and uh, he was doing well for Paraguay as well. Um, so, but now it's, it, we're never going to get as a, a higher value firm uh, while his stock is high. Oh, but, if uh, clearly, he's in. getting in, and he's getting in the way of Elliot. And now the only thing, if 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 it meant Elliot Anderson getting more game time, I'd grab him out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think you've got a little world beater there. And then I, I said I went to the first game. I was just I was I was surprised. I thought I thought Anderson might get the start on the right. I really did. Um, given how how well he did pre-season, because we're saying that mate, we know we can get get out of him, and I just think he offers that X factor. I think Anderson. I think um, he will be a little world beater for you, and um, as soon as you get him in the team, the better for me. Yeah, I, I'd be happy to sell Miggy, bring in a decent replacement uh, of higher value, uh, um, and uh, get keep keep Elliot Anderson as well. To, to, to but give him a give him a bit of a run as well, not just cup games because uh, he's he's better off out and loan if he's not getting a run. Uh, so uh, there's room on side down for him. Send him to us. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be a bad loan for Anderson. No, it would. Yeah, yeah. and I do know, guys. There's a lot of championship clubs that keep the kid like with um, Gallagher. For the Premier League clubs, there's championship clubs queuing up for Elliot Anderson, queuing up. Definitely. Um, the one thing I'll just add very, very quickly, we've got over 400 in the chat. We've only got 112 thumbs up. Just go and click that thumb up right now. Everyone do it at the same time. Click that thumbs up. It means more people can see the, the show, more pe- people can see the channel, and you're showing your support for Loaded Mag NUFC. And there's been so much support in the chat. So many fantastic questions tonight. For Graham, really, really good questions. Um, and Daz, you, you've you've rattled through so many of them. And um, thank you for for all doing that. So just go and click that thumbs up right now. Makes a massive difference to us. If you're there, click that subscribe button as well. If you're new to the channel, come and join it's free. us. It is free. Uh, last couple, Daz. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, let's go to one about the game tomorrow. And there's a good question here about. Uh, from Jordy Waster, 84. Do you expect a full, fresh 11 for the game against Tranmere? Uh, mm. Give the reserves and youngins a run out. Uh, Anderson, for sure, as we've just touched on there. So, uh, I, I can myself, I can see it seem changing up. I can see Lascelles, the our captain, starting for sure. Uh, and, yeah, mixing it up a bit, uh, resting a few. Uh, we definitely won't see Wilton. Um, Wood will probably start. Um, Jack, yourselves, lads, what do you think? I don't think you'll see. I'll be surprised if Chris Wood's playing because you can't afford to get him injured if uh, Wilson's already out. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. I'd be surprised. You know, there's, there's not much in back of business for that forward line, and and obviously I don't. He's 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 he is a good backup. He's a good third choice. You just need that second choice, don't you? As backup, but yeah, um, I don't think Chris Wood would get much from playing against Tramia. Interesting. <laughs> Anyone that you think that, that's going to come, apart from obviously Elliot Anderson, who that you've talked about a lot, you think will, 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 will needs minutes more than anything. Do you think there's a player in there um, that, that will get minutes? You know, Jacob Murphy, for example, um, come in, maybe Fede Fernandez. 
who hasn't played at all this season? Do you think there'll be a player like that that comes in, or do you think that Eddie Howe will go with a with, with a, as strong as eleven as he possibly can? It's interesting, wasn't it? Is uh, is it Bondswell who's still around? I would expect yes. him. To, uh, yeah, um, heard a lot Bonswell. of good things about him um, in the background. Um, it's a tough one, is it? Because Newcastle now. Um, I mean, we looked at. I imagine you were in the top ten betting for the League Cup. To be honest, it's probably the highest bet you've been in the betting since the Kevin Keegan days. Uh-huh. But is, if that top eight, top seven, top six is on offer, how much do you put into the League Cup? It's an interesting dilemma that Eddie Howe has got now. Um, but you know, if you're putting in the Dummits of this world, if you're putting in the Murphys and the Andersons, you should be getting. Depending on the draw you should be breezing past Trammy as well. So I think um, you'll put the reserves in and then see how far you go. You know, if you get into last 16, then there's something you've got to go for, isn't it? But mm-hmm. I think with Eddie and his own future, um, finishing high up in the league is a big thing. I know Eddie's just signed a new deal, yeah. a long-term deal, which is well-deserved. However, he, you know, <laughs> the, these Premier League owners, etc., he can't afford a drop-off in, in Premier League form. And, and if that means giving up on a cup competition sometimes. But yeah, um, whoever you put out tomorrow should, will, will, should be good enough to beat um, Tramia. I would agree. I would agree I've got that. the poll results as well. Here, I'll just put them in the Ooh. chat. Uh, uh, copy and paste. I'll read them out. Uh, so the question was, what club shall Joe Pedro play for from the 2nd of September? The poll results were, and there was eight, sorry, 218 votes um, Newcastle, 90%. Watford, 5%. And 4% for Everton. So, 90% sure he's coming to Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, I, I, th- I think that's about fair. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, we said, I, said, I said 70 before, so yeah, I, I agree. I think Joe Pedro, Newcastle think it's going to get done. It's not, I said, um, not quite done yet of the clubs coming in for him, which again will be coming from the agents. Um, but yeah, obviously, clearly, Eddie, Eddie wants him. A player wants to come, which is always a good start. Exactly. Mm, brilliant. Um, okay. Anthony, else, lads, you want to cover? No, just uh, is, is there one last question um, to get through? Or we or we uh, we, we covered everything on there. Uh, let me see. Is this someone's asking? Is, is the draw on tomorrow night for the next round? I believe it is. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll, uh, be, it'll be probably be after the game. Uh, so uh, the fans are getting, getting excited already, you see, because I said I haven't looked at the betting, but I'd imagine you're in the top ten for the betting. Which, um, you know, it, you know, it'd be um, you need to start winning this trophy, guys. Remember, Middlesbrough is still the most successful team this century in the northeast, so you need to get above us. Oh, fair point. Fair point. That in there. Challenge, but well, while, while I still, guys, I've got to get in whilst I still can. It's not going to last for long, <laughs> as, as, as you guys know. It's not going to last for long, so I've got to stay, keep saying that whilst I can. Good, good no, question really. here, and it's 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 not Newcastle related, but Leicester related. Is there any any truth in the rumor that Leicester owners are trying to set up? Um, no, you know, Leicester. If you look at their squad, the thing with Leicester is that people are wondering why they're doing what what they're doing. They've got a lot. Their squad is massive. And they're all on good Premier League money. If you take a look at Leicester, I think they had, last time I looked, they had like nearly 10 internationals or something like that back there, all on good money. Um, I know Newcastle got a big squad, but they're not all on these type of Premier League wages that, that Leicester are paying. And I think anyone who think, wonders about Leicester, go and have a look at their squad on paper. It is huge. And they're paying huge money to some of these players. 
Yeah, I, I said the I said the same um, earlier when I was talking to a Leicester fan, and um, we like, obviously being a Leicester myself, speak to a lot of Leicester fans before. There, there hasn't been any talk that I've heard here about fans being worried about Leicester owners selling up, but it's the amount of wages that they're paying out for these players. And one of the players we know very, very well in Jose Perez, they signed him for 30 million, uh, 30 million pounds, but gave him a huge increase in wages that he was mm. on at Newcastle United. It's players like that, Bubakar Samare, who's been linked Yes, yeah, a new signing space is Samare and Patson Daka, who came yeah, in on a huge, you know, maybe unlucky. We thought Leicester had, had a wonderful transfer summer last season, getting Samare and Daka, two of the most wanted players in Europe at the time. Mm. And they've come in on big big money as well. You've got Sionchu, Evans, Fafana, um, and all the Belgian boys have got as well, Telemans, Castagna. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's full of you think Leicester and you, they don't roll up, but if, when you look at their squad, they've got like 25 players who are on good Premier League money. They're, they're, their wage packet is right up there with some of the top six. Yeah. I agree with you, um, and that's their biggest problem: is that their wages are so big, but they 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 don't re- generate the type of money for the amount of wages that they're paying out. So the, and, the yeah, issue. you have to hit as well, Pete. You have to hit Sumar. I'm amazed that he has been the flop he has been, and Daka. Mm-hmm. To be fair, he hasn't really had a chance with Vardy and Perez up front and in the actual. But there, look, Perez, Vardy, in the actual, and Daka. There's four lads who are going to be on. Very good Premier League wages. With Adi, we know, but the other three backups, huge money. Yeah, definitely. Um, Paul Paul Shanks just put on there three nil Benfica. Um, there is a there is an assist in there for Goncalo exactly. Ramos. Um, just to to, the, just to kind of um, yeah. Thanks for the old tee up, Daz. Um, <laughs> yeah, but again, is that going to add? an extra million or two onto his onto his deal. He's had a great start to this season, as Graham talked about, uh, but definitely one to, to keep an eye on. I bet um, you if, if it's not it's not Newcastle already, his name is going to be out there again tomorrow now uh, with Benfica qualifying. Uh, are, are Benfica going to sell up and it'll be Wolves, Newcastle, Southampton and who God knows who else are yeah. linked to him. So there's yeah. one for you tomorrow, Graham. Yeah, it uh, was talked as um, that actually there wasn't going to be any movement on him, and we talked about it tonight until after this game. So, yeah. is it could it be that a deal gets wrapped up in the next couple of days? Now, this well, this ties out the door. The three nil up, they're, they're going through. So, is it a case of this is his farewell? Interesting. And after the show, make sure you check out Graham's uh, article from from earlier as well. We we already retweeted it out as well, so take a look at that. Um, that's probably it for tonight, is it, lads? Yeah. Bring it to a close. Uh, I do want to run through the sponsors, and I want to show Shy Barnes as well. Um, Graham, you're welcome to stay around if you if you if, if you wish. Yeah, no problem, Scott. Yeah, no problem. Cool. Let me go so to and give a shout out to uh first of all Shyburns. Shyburns.com. And I know I'll, I'll bring it around, I'll go through them first and then I'll bring it back to uh, Shyburns. So everyone knows what uh, is available from Shyburns.com, the hats, the t-shirts, um, the hoodies, and uh I will show you the loaded merch in one second. So keep that 
you know, thoughts. So, and also shout out to Pins and Prints and the, the range that Pins and Prints have available and uh, the new range coming up soon. And Machine House, I'm not going to forget the name today. Uh, <laughs> Machine House and the range that Marty has there and the hoods and the, the, the t-shirts and look out for the new range coming soon. Now, give me one second and I'll try and share my screen. Um, one sec. Usually I have this lined up. So uh, here we go. Boom. And get a bit bigger. Okay, so if you go to the shybarns.com uh, uh, website and you click on all, all you can see the t-shirts, hoodies, hats that Simon has an offer there. And if you also click on the loaded mag in UFC, you will get into the loaded range. But there's something new in there, and that's why I'm showing this. You already have the loaded T-shirt, and the, the prices here are in Euro because I live in Ireland. Uh, so uh, the, the loaded T-shirt, cup, water bottle, and another cup, an enamel cup. Also, there's a new T-shirt, and the new T-shirt is Away Days. Pete, say the line, Pete. Say the line. <laughs> we do love playing away. <laughs> nice one uh, and that is available in a range of different colors so uh like like the other loaded t-shirt so you have the way it is t-shirt and you have a loaded mag nufc t-shirt so there that is the new uh, piece of merchandise that uh, simon has dropped on to the the website though so check that out in a range of different colors uh it's pretty changing up here yeah so uh yeah check that out when you get a chance uh, and if you're interested love that brazilian style Away days. Yeah, yeah, that, that's interesting. Do you know that's what, Pete? I said I, I was yeah. talking to uh, I was talking to uh, Simon about this earlier. I said it was Brazilian. <laughs> Brazilian. Uh, I like yeah, it. I like. I like that now. Maybe I'll drop <laughs> one of them. Uh, cool. So that, that's uh, check that out. And of course, um, the half the, the profits from this goes towards the NUFC Foundation. So uh, check that out if you wish. That is it from the sponsors. Uh, so then also what's coming up. Uh, so uh, if you've missed it, as we said already, check out the Joe Pedro show from last night. Uh, and we on we, we have the League Cup tomorrow, so we're going to be watching that. There'll probably be no show tomorrow unless there's a signing, another signing. Um, but we will be back on Thursday night for... Another fully loaded transfer show. We doubled up this week. So uh, we're back on Thursday at 8. And uh, and I see, thanks, Richie, you have the, the codes uh, floating across the bottom of the screen, which I, I forgot as well. So if you if you want 10% off anything from Shy Barnes, uh, Machine House, or Pins and Prints, 10% discount, use the code LOADEDMAG, and that will get you 10% off. Um. So, uh, yeah, that's coming up on Thursday. And then on Friday, uh, we have Away Days with the uh, Wolves fancast. So, uh, on Friday. If, if anyone saw the Battleground Europe with the little Dan uh, from Wolves fancast, you'll want to tune in for that because he is a, he's a top guy that doesn't hold back at any point as well. So, I'm sure it'll be a very, very interesting uh, chat in, in what could be a, a big game for both clubs. Um, Newcastle obviously need to build on the, the, the great result against Man City um, uh, and Wolves need to continue building after a little bit of a slow start. So, yeah, going to be an interesting one for sure. Playing well, Wolves at the minute. 
They were very, yeah. they were very, very good at Tottenham in the first half, first twenty five minutes. Neves ran that show. Won't be easy. Won't be easy. Mm. Yeah. Be a good game. Um, yeah, it was live as well uh, at the weekend, so that, that's another one to look forward to. Loads of live games. Uh, it's great. Great, great being popular again. Uh, that's it. So thanks, thanks to Graham for joining us and, and taking taking a, an hour and a half out of his evening to, to, to join us no and give us give us the latest. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, a lot lot to happen in the next nine days. So hang on to your seats. Night, everyone. Night. See you later. Take care, guys. Bye bye. Wrong one. Wrong one. Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> Eddie. 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 How? 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 <laughs> Hey! Oh. 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 Oh.